Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. Welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy 5th of July. Um, <laughs> we, um, I mean, we are in the past, but we just celebrated 4th of July. Yeah. America's birthday. So. Yeah. I was going to ask, what, what are your... Fourth of July plans, you know, we record early, so Fourth of July for us hasn't happened. You know, right. We live so, in the subliminal space in between time. Yes, <laughs> we do. So I see like I would go to my parents' pool because mm-hmm. that's always nice. Of course. Um, a nice pool day. It's gonna be like ninety degrees. Mm-hmm. But sweltering. That might not happen because it it looks like there's rain in the forecast. And I'm just saying, like, that's just unpatriotic, honestly. Mm, yeah, how could they? Um, and if you don't know, if you're not listening from America, um, we celebrate the 4th of July as Independence Day from America's independence from Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, people like to say, go America. <laughs> yeah. Me, yeah. however, <laughs> um, I'm just going to work. This weekend, which I don't want to do, but they're offering me a lot of money to work overtime. So I was like, I'll work overtime. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, rain is in the forecast, so that sucks, too. But I do have Tuesday off, and I will be on a boat or somewhere doing something fun. Now that sounds like a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the plan, anyway. Make some money. Get a bag real quick, and then... Go have fun on Tuesday, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go celebrate your winnings exactly. in the boat. I'm a girl boss. Yep. Girl boss. Um, and also speaking of girl boss, I got a raise at work today. <gasps> no way. Yeah. It we wasn't a big that. one, but, you know, every penny counts in this economy. And Honestly, we love a good true. raise. So, so true. Even more, you know, good than I'm doing overtime. So I get even more of a bag. Because mm-hmm. all we are trying to do is get bags here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but another thing we're trying to do here is tell you some fun stories. So before you do that, before we do that, um, can you please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as per usual? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I don't have anything else really if you want to get into your story. Okay, okay, okay. So this week... Um, I have, see, like, I don't know if I want to say fun, like, I mean, I guess it's fun. It's, um, an asylum story. Ooh, Mm. that's my favorite season of American Horror Story, so I'm excited. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And this, and of course, you know, this story reminds me of that because they really nailed it with, with. Yeah, they turned it. Yeah, nail on the head there. So... Uh, we've, we've covered a few asylums and like sanatoriums and hospitals like that in the past. This one is called the Bull Street Asylum. Oh, um, nice. AKA the South Carolina State Hospital. 
Oh, it's in South Carolina. I was not expecting that. Yes, it is. It's in Columbia, South Carolina. I've been there a time or two. Okay, well, you might have seen it. It's like one of their big historic landmarks. There. No way. Yes, it is. Wow, I probably drove right by it. Didn't even know it. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, when did you go? Um, you... I went, the last time I went was in November. Okay. Okay. Because, um, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it later, but like the building like was recently renovated and everything. So um. it doesn't look, because it was abandoned for a time. And then now it like is not. So <laughs> very interesting. So you probably saw it not the like, new abandoned. version. Yeah. 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 So you probably didn't notice that it mm-hmm. was like yeah. So anyways, um Columbia, South Carolina. It was a publicly funded state run psychiatric hospital and it was founded in eighteen twenty one. So it's really, really old. Wow, throwing it back. Yes. Um speaking of uh America's birthday, like this, right? Know. Like right, right around the same time. I, well, kind of well, seventeen seventy six, yeah, eighteen twenty one. You know, closer than we are now. Facts. <laughs> um. Anyways, they were founded as the South Carolina Lunatic Asylum. Oh goodness so, me! That's, that's cool. not a good name. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wouldn't fly in twenty twenty three. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, definitely not. So, it it was also one of the first public mental hospitals established in the U.S. What? So, that's kind of cool, I guess. You know, I was thinking about saying something mean, and now I guess I have to say it. It would be in South Carolina where they would need that. Because, you know, all I know is that when I'm in South Carolina, there's always something crazy going down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Truly. Like, people are like, you know, Flo- the Florida man. South Carolina. <laughs> No. Are we going to start a feud, North Carolina versus South Carolina? Yeah. I have. We have beef. Yeah, I guess we do. Really? I, I mean, there's lines, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, the um, there is a really famous, or I guess, the, yeah, there's a famous building that's part of the asylum that was the first building, um, like, the first part that was built, called the Mills Building. And it was designed by Robert Mills, who also designed the Washington Monument. What? Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So he just likes building, you know, stuff that, like, turns into historic landmarks, I guess. Like, I don't know. Um, So, yeah, that's, like, a National Historic Landmark now, the Mills Building. That's so cool. And this hospital, it was open for a while. It was... uh, closed down in the late 1990s so from the 1820s to the 1990s or wow. another source i saw said maybe it closed in 2005 so i don't know wow as a as literally still the lunatic asylum well no the okay. other names that i started with the okay. um, bull street asylum or the south carolina state hospital oh, okay wow i didn't that's a first of all that's a long time to say open for yeah. one of those places. And that's a long time. I mean, I guess you said it was the first. So I guess that yeah. does make sense. But I was not expecting you to say ni- 1990s and 2000s. Wow. Yeah. I'm shook. Yeah. They stayed up for, for a while. Um, and they were, they really just closed because many mental health facilities <clears throat> 
were transitioning to more community settings and not really like the hospital type setting yeah i guess yeah um you know like just more of what you would expect today in like a mental facility like better conditions you know yes like not 12 people to a room and like horribly treating patients and stuff like that yeah exactly um so uh the hospital went to like private ownership starting in 2014 um the full building like every because like this is a big property so the whole thing wasn't bought all at once but it um like it started getting bought up in 2014 and some parts of it see this this part kind of confused me when I was reading about it but it, it said that some parts of the hospital remained open um and one of them the William S Hall Psychiatric Institute it remained open on there until 2015 what wow. but i guess i mean it's not really like they're taking patients in or anything or maybe they are but it's like an institute so it's not really interesting I don't know. That's crazy that it's still open, though. Yeah, part of it was. Well, like, um, in only 2015, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, and as of 2021, 100% of the hospital is under private un- ownership. So, it was totally owned by the state, and now somebody else has it. Hmm. And we will get to that at the end of this story, um, what is happening with it now. Because I'm sure you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, I do want to ask questions, but I know you'll tell me later. Yes. So, also I want to mention I did find this story on TikTok. <laughs> did you really? Yes. I came across a TikTok and they just started talking about this hospital. And I was like, this is kind of crazy. Like, I, I love need that. to cover this. Yeah. So, okay, let's get into it a little bit. The... um hospital like at first it was only open to paying patients and if they did not pay it was like billed back to the government where they came from so I guess whatever state they came from and it was mostly uh white people being admitted right because you know it was 1800s of course but some um some black people were admitted too but they were not formally authorized to be admitted until 1848 which like wow but like they were still admitted before that but just i guess like officially yeah they were like we'll take you but technically we're not supposed to take you wow that's so stupid but since you know this is the 1800s we're talking about yes that means some people sent their slaves here oh my god yes i didn't even think about that yeah I know, I honestly didn't either, but yeah. Um, so, that's pretty bad. They were, I mean, they would just, like, send these people here, and, I mean, I guess their whole lives are um, un- not making their own decisions and stuff, but then to be sent here and, like, really not be able to do what you want? Yeah. It's, like, crazy. Yeah, that's, like, I mean, that's just, like, worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also the hospital, um, it was a prisoner of war camp in 1865 during the Civil War. Wow. <laughs> Which is like, I don't know, like, just 
so weird that they would do that, but I guess they need needed somewhere to put all the people. Yeah, they did. Um, and moving down the timeline here, um, by 1900, a little more than 1,000 patients were admitted each year. Oh, wow. And about 30% of them died each year. Oh. Wait, why? 30%? That's, that feels very high. It Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That is not good. Um, it, you know, it's really down to, like, inadequate care and supervision. And, mm-hmm. like, there was just not good care by people. Yeah. Um, there was also a, a cremation room in the hospital. Mm. Which, I mean, that's not uncommon. Like, some of the other ones we covered had that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think they were, like, maybe hospitals, too. The ones that we've covered before. Like, this one wasn't a hospital before. I mean, this one, or you, you they said it call was. it a hospital. Okay, well, so then maybe that's why. Yeah, but it's, like, more like a mental hospital. Yeah. Not mm. really, like, a medical, hmm. necessarily. Yeah. Interesting. So, anyways. Um, and they also had, like, shackles and lobotomy chairs around the hospital. Oh, my God. You know. Um, and, um, so, yeah, we're, we're just going to move on for that. Yeah, so, I can't even think about a lobotomy <laughs> for five seconds without wanting to throw up. Yeah. So, as you may remember from, like, our previous episodes on mental facilities, am I, like, saying that term correctly? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess so. it would be a mental... I don't know what the pr- proper way to say that is. Yeah. But anyways, um, these facilities from this time period, the practices were not good. <laughs> of course they were. I mean, they were doing lobotomies, for one. Yeah. So, they, like I said before, like... They would admit people, and nearly no one would get out. Oh, God, that's awful. Um, That is so scary. Yep. So, and they also thought that seeing the moon would give the patients lunacy. (laughs) Maybe that's why it's called lunacy, because Luna. Wow. I don't know. But anyways, so they designed the building so that the patients couldn't see the moon. Oh, that is so weird. Like, why do they think that? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, is that because it has Luna in the word? I don't... Like, maybe. That that might be it. I mean, it has something to do with, like, witches and the moon and, like, you know, werewolves. Like, it, I mean, a lot of paranormal things co- connect back to the moon, so maybe That's they were going true. with that. It's true. But anyways, yeah, like, they designed it so that they couldn't see the moon. Which is kind of funny to me, but also, like, horrible. That's so sad, because I love looking at the moon. Exactly, right? Um, they, um, I already mentioned lobotomies, so we're not going to go over that again. <laughs> we won't put ourselves through that. <laughs> no more drama. Um, so, and as I said before, I just have another note here about how people would dump, um, they would dump, like, their family members that they didn't want around, or, like, their, you know slaves um and racism did not really end here when it when they got to the asylum of course it didn't it actually could oftentimes make it worse because now they're like hidden from the outside world and like you know it's easier to get away with stuff so it's just like 
it's a really bad situation that a lot of these people were put in. No, that's so horrible. It's mm-hmm. so horrible. And, like, I'm sure also not only were they putting, like, slaves and people who probably actually needed to be in there, but probably also people with, like, disabilities. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. Like, that's, like, and they're just living in these awful conditions just because they can. Just because nobody wanted to take care of them. Yeah. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So people would suffer from that factor and also just from gross negligence like um there was overcrowding and the punishments for bad behavior were like really bad like it made it feel like they were in jail basically yeah that's what i was gonna say it sounds like it sounds like they're literally in prison like you can't Mm -hmm. look at the moon you have a small window right right um and also so there's there was like a big um basically like a plague that outbroke in this hospital oh no so have you heard of pellagra or pellagra nope um in the early 1900s this hospital was actually one of the first places in america to have it oh and it was like it spread all throughout the whole hospital pretty much um, oh. but what it was caused by was a vitamin B deficiency or like a niacin deficiency. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So the symptoms were like, um, diarrhea, dermatitis. So like a rash, dementia, which is really sad because it's like, you're already in here because you have problems with your brain. And then this is like making it worse. Literally, literally. And... The last symptom is death. Mm. It had a 25% fatality rate. 25? Yeah. Oh my gosh. One in four people died in that hospital. Going in. Yeah. Wow. That is so insane. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, But while it was going on, you know, since this is the first time it was seen in America... Um, and it was relatively new, they did not really know what caused it, and they thought it was infectious at first, um, or they even went to, like, oh, maybe it's caused by spoiled corn. Ew. Because, um, actually, vitamin B, like, corn is where they would get their niacin and vitamin B, so that would make sense almost, but they weren't connecting the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so they sort of had the root cause, but not the actual right thing. Yeah. So there was like a big farm that produced all of the corn for the for the hospital. And they had like this farm even had like a national award at one point for the amount of corn that they were producing per acre. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm they were crying. like, yeah, so they were like the big, you know, the big farm that like, yeah. Anyways. Big farm. <laughs> Big, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there's apparently, like, this germ or something in corn. There's something in corn that holds all the nutrients. And this farm, they were removing it because they thought it would cause the corn to spoil if they left it in. Oh, okay. So, basically, they were taking out all the nutrients. No. The niacin and everything. And they caused these patients to get 
plague run. Oh my. Because the corn was their main source of the, yeah, so. That's horrible. Yeah. That's so horrible. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really, (laughs) it's like traced back to like people being dumb, but like, I guess not dumb because it's like you just didn't know, but. I know it's hard because you want to call them dumb, but like they really had no like they thought they were doing good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the the superintendent of the hospital at the time, Doctor James Babcock, he actually held conferences in Colombia about the response to Pelegra in the U.S. So he was like the home base for it, just because like it was outbreaking in his hospital. Wow. Yeah. Um. So he had these conferences in like 1908 and 1909, and more than 400 physicians from the U.S., Europe, and North Africa came to these conferences. Oh wow! So That's yeah, it was serious. a big deal. Yeah. And after the fourth one in 1915, they were able to say that it was a dietary deficiency. So it took them that long. <laughs> to that figure it is out. so bad. That's such a long time. Yeah, so a lot of people died in this hospital from that. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So, um, moving on to the next thing that happened in this hospital. <laughs> they kept a criminal here. or They actually kept a bunch of criminals. But what? Why? They kept one famous criminal. So, I guess they had, like, a separate floor that they would house criminals in, like, for a short period of time. I don't really know. Was it supposed to be, like, the criminals who were, like, pleading the insanity plea? Possibly. I think I think that would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, too. <laughs> um, I really just, like, was reading this one person's story, and yeah. there was, like, a line saying, like, oh, he, uh, this hospital would house criminals. Yeah. So they had, like, a separate floor where it was, like, more guarded and everything. So they didn't really get to the patients, but... Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, this criminal was here, um, Donald Henry Gaskins, or Pee Wee Gaskins. Okay, no, that name sounds very familiar, but I don't remember who that is. Okay, once I say it, I think you'll, I think you'll know. So, he was a serial killer. Mm-hmm, yeah, knew that part. Yes, he also, uh, sexually assaulted minors, mm. and other people. Just, like... That's just disgusting. He was arrested in 1976, and he was housed at the asylum for a few days before the trial. So not really for that long, but Mm -hmm. still, he was there. And he is sort of infamous because he was the last person in the U.S. to be executed with the electric chair. Oh, yes. Yes, that's exactly why I know him. In 1991. Wow. So, yeah. Mm, that's crazy. The electric chair? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, that's sort of like a quote-unquote claim to fame for this hospital that they housed this guy. Wait, but that, but, um, the electric chair didn't happen there, right? No. Okay, that's no. just where he was held, like, right before. Yeah, he was there before the trial. his trial. Yeah. So, crazy. like, not even for that long, but yeah. still. Yeah, still. So crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, needless to say, this place has a very rough history and is 
pretty haunted. Yeah, I can only really imagine. Um, yeah, so it's said to be haunted by the ghosts of previous patients, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, they lived there until their last days or were even killed from abuse or bad medical practice. Um, they, people have heard screams, uh, residual hospital sounds, disembodied cries. Oh my god. And even see, like, strange shadows. Scary. When they're walking through it. So, yeah. Just just all of the normal haunted mm-hmm. things. Yep. Typical um, ghost stuff. Yeah. Yep. Stuff probably connecting back to the Pelegra because, you know, that probably was not a good way to go. No. No, no, no. Not at uh-huh. all. I literally cannot imagine. Yeah. And the, the lobotomies, too. That probably, we, don't, we don't even... T- we cannot talk about There's probably some enough. lobotomized ghosts in there. Just saying. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> so sorry for them. Okay, okay. I'm just going to end with this, though, where the hospital is now. So, the this asylum has been renovated, as I said, right? Mm-hmm. So, what do you think this building is now? Okay, because I've been waiting this whole time. Like, I I know she's about to tell me something crazy. Um, I want... Because I want to go, if we... If it's possible. Um, I... So, it's private? It's privately owned. Okay. Are they making it's it not- into something? That's it's already know. made into something. Okay. So I have to guess what it's made into. Uh, yeah. Could I, I just want to know, could I guess it? Yeah, probably. Um, okay. Hold on, I'm really trying to think. I'm, I just want to say Walmart. A Walmart? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. That is incorrect, but you're going to be, you're going to be like thrown off your chair when I tell you this. Okay. It's an apartment complex. No, you are literally <laughs> lying to me. No, okay. I'm not. Okay, we're literally going and asking for a tour. Yeah, of an it's, apartment. A, it's an apartment complex now. You're lying. Do people know? Do they have to tell them? Savannah, okay, guys, <laughs> I have so many ideas. We'll talk about it later. So, this apartment complex is called the Babcock. Wow. And do you know what Babcock comes from? Um, no. Um, like I said earlier, um, the superintendent of the hospital was Dr. James Babcock. And oh. the, I don't know if I said it, but the um, building that housed all of the patients was called the Babcock. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. I, you really threw me for a loop there because that's <laughs> not what I was thinking. Right? It has it's, 208 units. Wow. Wow, I'm so, so I'm so in so shock. I'm you, absolutely speechless. Okay, so would you live there? No, <laughs> no, I would not live there. No, even to interact with some of these ghosts. No, I, don't know. I would feel you so could, bad. Maybe, I would feel like um, I'd be sad all the time. Maybe Donald them. Gaskins is there. Oh, well, I don't want him. Back. I don't want him near me, for sure. Don't want him near me. Yeah. I that is that is so mind boggling. I just really want to know if they have to be straight up and tell the people who, like, buy apartments there that it, what it used to be. See, I think that, I mean, honestly, it could be, like, part of the appeal for some people. Be like, oh, this is well, kind of cool. For sure. For sure. But, I mean, us, like, we would not do that. 
But some yeah. people are like into that, I guess. And then some people don't care at all. You know, it's like, oh, it's just a cool building. Okay. Well, I'm like, hear, hear me and out. What if we like buy an apartment and that's where we do our podcast? So we have to go there every time we do the podcast. <laughs> how far? How far away is <laughs> Columbia? From Winston, it's like three hours. <gasps> I mean, we could maybe do. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Because can you imagine our special guest featuring the ghost? of that's awful though that's that's seriously so bad why would they do that whose idea was it to say hmm let's turn this really historic piece of building with thousands and thousands of deaths like just on this ground into some apartment buildings right yeah i don't Mm. don't know wow it i mean it is you know, a historic building and everything. So that's that part's cool, I guess. Um, I did go onto their website, the apartment website, and there is no page saying like the history of the building or you anything are lying to, to answer me. your question on that. Wow. And I did look at pictures of the apartments. Um, I mean, they look like normal apartments pretty much, mm-hmm. but the windows do have like bars on them. Oh my God. So. Are you kidding me? The ones I saw did have, okay. like, bars. I'm going to need you to send me a picture of that. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to do it right now, but I need to see it. That's crazy. I am shook. I have... I foresee in our future, like, we might need to take a tour of an apartment there. You know, like, pretend, like, we're interested in moving there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, I think we could do that. I feel like that sounds crazy, but I mean, it would be like a free tour. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's wow. That was really truly the last thing I was expecting you to say. <laughs> I know, I know. I I mean, I thought you could maybe guess it though. So that's why I was like, I was kind of worried you might, but no, I definitely could. I could have guessed it, but wow. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I suppose, moving on from that crazy story, I and it's so close, I can't believe I've never heard of that either. Mm-hmm. Like, it's wild. Absolutely. No, I know. I'm just, I'm glad that I came across that TikTok, because I was like, when she said that it was a, a apartment complex, I was like, what? Who would, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I had to. I, yeah. I feel like you really made me ride a roller coaster just then. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah. I feel like loopy, like you know, after you get off like a really intense roller coaster. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Well, buckle up for my story because it's crazy too. Um, um, actually, literally, I said it's literally a wild ride. So that's funny. Look at me. Um, I guess I should tell you what I'm talking about this week. This week, I am covering the legend slash mystery of. The Electrical Girl. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it sounds like a superhero name. It does, in my opinion. Unfortunately, not a super. Well, 
depends how you look at it, I suppose. But, um, yeah, so just going right on in, setting the scene, um, we're throwing it all the way back to 1849, which, you know, we had the same brain, Savannah, 1800s vibes, um, yes, this go around. Yep. See, there's, honestly, there's a lot of ghosts, a lot of ghost stories and, like, cool stories from back then. I know yours probably, I don't yeah. know if yours is a ghost story it's yet, not, but it's, still. It's not actually, well... You'll have to make your own opinion at the end because it's, okay. it's a mystery, as I said. We, so oh, we don't yeah, really have yeah. really any answers. Um, <clears throat> so, as I said, we're in 1849 and we are in La Pierre. I'm so sorry if I did not say that right. I'm not a French speaker. I tried so hard. But we are near Orne, France um, for this okay. story. Um, so... We're in France this week, and I know we have some French listeners out there, so this story apparently is pretty popular. So if you're from France, maybe this sounds familiar to you. But this is the ele- so the electrical girl is actually the case of Angelique Cotton, um, and she is referred to as the electrical girl. So let's just jump right on in, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, um. And I think actually it might be Angelique instead of Angelique. I think my, you know, America voice is kicking in there. So Angelique um, was, she was just a French little peasant girl. Um, She was 14 years old and lived in this cute little quaint village in France. Sounds amazing to me, honestly. Um, But it was like a super small village. So in the village, there were three other girls that were her age. So that's how small it was so they would all like work together and like knit um silk netted gloves for the town which i thought mm-hmm. was pretty cool mm-hmm. um they, they literally had like a knitting club which is the absolute future for me and you savannah i mean you already knit you know i, know. I just yeah. have to get on the train i can teach you <laughs> look here we go <laughs> um but so one day when the girls were just chilling knitting together um, all of a sudden, the oak, um, it's pretty much like this wooden weaving frame that they use to knit. Um, yeah. Yep. This frame that they were using slammed down onto the ground. Completely oh unprompted, completely like, you know, like no, for no reason. But they were like, you know, that's weird. <laughs> Maybe we like hit it or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. Explainable. Um, they put it back up. And almost instantly, when Angelique sits back down, it slams back down to the ground again. Like, in the exact same moment that she sits back down. Um, so, they put it back up, and it does it again. And it, it's just keep, it keeps doing this, and they're like, this is very weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> like, what's going on? And for some odd reason, Angelique said that she felt drawn to the table um, after that, and that she felt like she needed to touch it and so when she touched it it would like shake because at this point it was still it was on the ground it was like shaking a little bit so that's a little bit strange if you ask me and this phenomena actually happened and was observed by over like thousands and thousands of people um what over a span of time oh over a span of time or like people were there and started gathering around um no well, we'll get okay. into it, but people came to see um, okay. the electrical girl. So, I see. Yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. So, um, obviously, when this started happening, it it literally just that one day when they were chilling in a knitting club together, it started like that, and it didn't stop for a long time. Um, things that she would touch or would be around would just start shaking and moving around just a little bit, and it was just, it was really weird. And so, obviously, her family and friends were very worried, and... At the time, of course, it's like the 18, 1850 almost. They're like, we need to go see the local pri- the priest, you know. She's got a demon in her. That's what they obviously thought. Mm-hmm. So um, they took it to the priest, and the priest was like, listen, I don't think there's enough evidence here for me to be able to even try to perform an exorcism. Um, so, like, if you don't know, you need, like, special permission kind of based off a lot of facts and evidence of reasons why somebody might be having a demon inside them to perform an exorcism. And so they were like, sorry, this simply isn't enough. Like (laughs) you moving this little knitting board is not enough for me to do an exorcism. So, you know, they went back home. (laughs) See, that's kind of surprising because I feel like they would do an exorcism like just in case maybe, right? I don't know. Not this, (laughs) not this time. He was like, I'm sorry. I mean, honestly, if somebody came to me, I'd be like, that's not enough evidence. Okay. Like, yeah. if the, it was just that at that point that they said. Nothing yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was an earthquake, you know? Could have been anything. Yeah, they're like, maybe you're doing something and, like, faking it. Right. Also, <laughs> she's 14. Like, maybe she's kidding, you know? Exactly. Yeah, she's just kidding. <laughs> JK. <laughs> um, but, so, you know... It obviously went around the town, and it was such a small town that the whole town basically were convinced that she was possessed by the devil. Um, But since the priest wouldn't help her, um, she was brought to a doctor's house so they could check her out physically. Because they were like, you know, if they're not going to check on her spiritually, maybe we should get her physically checked out. (laughs) Um, Which is smart. And in the, like, physical exam, she was able to do the exact same thing, you know. Same exact thing happened. And um, so there are like a ton of doctor's notes because Angelique went on to see hundreds of doctors, hundreds of different doctors trying to like explain what was going on. And none of them were really ever able to figure it out. Um, Spoiler alert. So some of them, let me, I'll read you a few of what they said. Um, When she was seated, um, another young girl was overturned from her chair and shaking on the ground. The only thing that would stop the convulsions would be if the chair was set on top of glass or an oil cloth. Keep that in mind. Um, huh. Also, if the girls are stepping on carpet, the convulsions would stop. Um, so that, they were like, hmm, now that's something we can work with, you know? Mm-hmm. And just keep in mind what she's called, the electrical girl. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctors... So, oh, go can, ahead. I, can I just interrupt? Is it, like, was she being called the electrical girl at this point? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. All right. No. But I was just reminding you guys, in case you had forgotten. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, what happens. So, let's see here. Um, Okay, so the doctors would kind of describe her instances as, like, great disturbances. That's what... It just kept saying and everything. And this was written in, like, old English. So, it was pretty hard to understand. Right. Um, you know, just like your story was. But basically, they said that when she would touch certain things, 
like a wood, a stick, a shovel, tongs, like random things that they had around the house, it would produce an electric charge. Like literally that's, electric shock waves. That's so weird. Like what? <laughs> right. It's giving eleven and stranger things. Um Right and but like, like this, different kind of a little. Yeah. And this just started happening to her randomly. Randomly one day. Literally one just one random day so during knitting club. Um the doctors, you know, they tried everything they could possibly to see what was producing electricity in this girl's body. But, of course, it's the 1800s. You know, it's it's not 2023. We, I mean, I don't even know if they could figure it out today. So definitely not back then. Um, but they definitely did check to see, like, if there was any possible way she could be, like, doing it herself. Like, you know, I don't know, swallowed a magnet or something. I don't know. Um, but from as far as I could tell... She wasn't manipulating it in any way. And in fact, she was pretty scared um, Mm -hmm. of what was happening. I mean, I guess she, like, a way that she could have been doing it herself is, like, static electricity. Like, making static. But, like, I don't know. Um, Yeah. So, I think that is exactly what was happening, actually. And we'll get to that. Okay. But, like, like, she wasn't doing it herself. Oh, but, no, yeah. I think think her body actually was creating it. But, you know. It's so weird. It's so, it's so so strange um so one of her doctors dr sanchon um said that he like visited with her twice and that not only could she produce this like electric shock when she touched things but that she could also move things around with her mind telekinesis um he said that the first time that he saw her the only thing that she could really do was like create a gush of wind that would move like a piece of paper or two out of somebody's hands and then a paper plate. Um, and then the second time (laughs) that he came back around, um, she was able to move a sofa across the room with her and two of the biggest townsmen sitting on the couch. What? When she moved it with her mind. And there were many people there to witness this event. Um, yeah. I don't even know how, like, how could that even happen, even with static electricity? Like, I don't I really don't know. What? I don't know. But, um, what the people, so there were people who, uh, many people in that room who saw that happen. And she was able to recreate it multiple other times, too. Moving couches, like, with her sitting on them and other people. Um, but when, so this is what they said. Basically, one the very first time that she did that and every other time after um once she would be done moving the couch um you know the two men got off the couch and she she would be like standing up to get up from the couch but her clothing would stick to the couch for a little too long just as if like small pieces of her dress were suspended by like um what's like what, what okay. it static, were, you know? Yeah, because like, they were like staticking the, to the chair. Exactly, yeah. like the sensation like when you rub a balloon on your head. So, like, right, literally, it's the electricity. So, everybody knew at this point, like, it's the electricity that's making it hard to do this. I don't know where it's coming from, but that's what it is. Um, which is just insane. I don't understand how static electricity could make you have telekinesis, but maybe that just means we don't understand science at all. Right. I mean, I guess. I mean, I can see how that would do that, maybe. (laughs) 
Okay. With, like, okay. moving things. Because you can move two things. Well, I guess. No, I see with, what you're saying. I actually do see what you're saying with very few words. I know. I'm, like, barely saying <laughs> any words. but <laughs> Like, what I'm picturing is two magnets on opposite sides of each other when they're, like, repulsed by each other. Right. Yeah. Something That's what like it's giving. That. Yeah. Something of that variety in the science world. Um, yeah. And that's the best theory I got. See, we need um, we need Hank Green to come and tell us exactly. why this works. Welcoming our <laughs> um, second guest of the podcast, Hank Green. Everybody knows. Yes. Him. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be actually amazing. Um, anyway, um, manifesting that for our future. But any hoozles. So after all this information, all these doctors, after multiple sessions over the course of multiple months this was going on all these people were studying her at this point everybody in france knew about her so people were coming to visit and see for themselves and then once her family like angelique's family realized that people were traveling like really far distance to come see her and her do her powers they were like let's make some money off of it i mean we might as well you know like if they're coming anyway we might as well charge at the door I mean, so true. it's important to know, though, that they did not start out charging money for a lot like months, but then eventually did. So I think that's important for the story, because it, at least in my mind, it makes it more believable. Yeah, that she wasn't just a, doing it for the money. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, I mean, girl, thought. she has to get her bag if she's suffering like this. You know, if she has this power, you might as well get the bag, too. Right. Just like we were saying in the beginning of this episode. Exactly. Get your bag, girl. Get your bag. I completely agree with them. But, you know, sometimes that makes people skeptical, you know, if they accept money. But I, I personally, I don't think that, that that doesn't deter me from believing this. Um, and, you know, all the doctors were like, well, I mean, we've never seen anything like it. We can't explain it. And the only time that her quote unquote powers seemed to like stop was when she was extremely tired from using them so basically at the end of every single day she would be completely exhausted like battery zero percent and the powers would literal lessen. battery zero battery low battery low battery because because she has electric in her literally so literal battery literally her batteries are low is she solar powered i don't think she i don't think she is because i think she's like sleep powered because in the morning after resting and sleeping her powers would be back and strong and uncontrollable mm. as it would okay. be okay Okay. And what is also interesting is that another one of the doctors, um, it was actually the one that, who officially determined that it was electricity causing this, or he seemed to be at least the first one to write down electricity as w- this cause of what was going on. And this doctor also noticed that her le- when she would use her left side of her body to try to control things, it was more powerful than when she tried her right side. So like her left hand was stronger than her right which was interesting. Um, and he also determined that her most active times of day using the powers were between 7 and 9 p.m. And he believes, his theory is that that is because it was um, right after she ate her, like, main meal of the day her and her biggest oh. meal of the day. So it seems okay. that whenever she is, like, physically powerful and rested and fed, her powers were stronger. So that's. I'm sorry. Oh, did you just hear that? Oh my gosh. Yes. That scared cool. me so <laughs> bad. Okay. <laughs> Baby, I wasn't talking to you, Siri. Um, if you heard that, guys, my Siri. <laughs> um, he said, I'm sorry. So that's 
spooky. Okay. Does that mean there's a ghost in your room? Oh, my God. Electrical girl, please. Okay, I'm not even kidding. My lights just flickered. (gasps) I'm actually not even kidding. I think my AC might have just turned on, though, so maybe that's what it was. Okay, um, let's get this let's get this done before your power turns anyway, off. Oh, anyways, <laughs> um, hoping it didn't do anything. Anyways, okay, so moving along, you and summoned the spirit. Of I the know I summoned girl. her. <laughs> Angelique, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean this. Um, but and it's funny that I mentioned Stranger Things earlier because it kind of does actually connect to Stranger Things, um, and the Montauk Project, which I think we talked about a little bit last week too, um. But some of the doctors would, you know, once they realized that it was about having to do something with electricity, they brought in compasses to see how they would react near her. And just like in Stranger Things, the compasses, when close to her, would start spinning, going crazy. And compasses do not do that unless they are near a magnet or something, you know, something, something not of this world. Really. Um, right. Hmm. So that's very interesting as well. And in my mind, I'm like, did she swallow a magnet? But I don't know. I mean, if she swallowed a magnet, that wouldn't really like. Would <laughs> I that know. I know. It stick? would not. It would not. Like so many people have probably swallowed magnets and <laughs> this has not happened very many times. Um, yeah. So just randomly, one day in January of 1849, Angelique started experiencing all of this just one random day. And the biggest mystery of it all is that um, 10 months after this started, it stopped just as fast as it started. What? One day. It stopped. It was just gone. Yep. Gone. All the symptoms, gone. No more powers. No more electricity. Nothing. Nothing at all. No doctor could explain it. Everybody was speechless, shook. Nobody, I mean, there were so many witnesses and so many doctors that came forward and was like, I saw it with my own eyes. We saw it happen. And she was like, I, I can't do it anymore. That's so, what? <laughs> right? It's I wish crazy. I knew what happened to her. Like, I need to know. I know. So I was going to say that, I mean, that's the mystery and legend of the electrical girl. But what do you think? What's your, what's your theory? I don't know if I have one because I just am baffled. Like, I, I know. don't know what, how See, that could have happened. I know. And I mean, first of all, me neither. And the only, I do have a theory. I have a personal theory that I came up with and it took some time because, you know, hearing the story for the first time, I needed some time to think about how possibly could it have happened to her that she had this like electrical current in her body. And the only thing that my dumb little brain could come up with was that what if one night in January of 19, I mean, 1849, um, she was sleeping in her bed and there was a really, it was a dark and stormy night. And what if she got struck by lightning in her sleep? And then there was electricity in her body for a couple months. But like, what? <laughs> I, listen, know. I know, I know it's not a good theory, but it's the she, only one I, I mean, have. <laughs> hmm. I know. It's it's truly it's truly unexplainable. It's I, it's crazy. Um, Are there any theories out there that you found or no? No, no I mean nobody has any idea. No, okay. no, like like no. There's none. Nobody knows. Even even with modern medicine, they're like, I don't know. 
Because, of course, like, looking at the doctor's notes, I mean, you know, maybe if this happened today, it would be different, you know. But also, maybe not. Um, But what is interesting, um, I will say, is that there were actually a few more electrical girls, quote-unquote, that came after Angelique. But they were not as reliable as her story. So, hers is really, like, the only truly, truly... Like, really weird, unexplainable story of right. anybody so having other, this happen to them. The other people were probably faking. Yeah, we're, we're I think saying. so. I think they were yeah. more, like, performance-based. Like, heard her story, and they were like, I'm going to become this character, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, Anjali's story, it's a mystery. Truly a mystery. So, yeah. That's the mystery know. of I'm the trying to think, girl. like, isn't there... Like, an electric current, like, kind of in the air. Was she, like, channeling it somehow? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean... I don't know anything about electricity. <laughs> me neither. I mean, I still don't even know how it works. <laughs> you know, we even went on all those light and electricity tours, and I still don't know. Right. No, we did. Well, they were really <laughs> talking about, like, gas lamps and That's stuff. That's true. But. but still. Still. I mean, I don't know. We need to get Benjamin Franklin on the phone, I suppose. Right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either, but okay. if any of you out there know or have any theories, let us know. Because I would love to hear anybody else's theory of what's yeah. going on here. Because um, I have no answers. Yeah, and until then, it'll it, it's going to stay a mystery because I have no idea. No, me neither. It doesn't even sound real, but like it's so corroborated. Heavy, so I don't know. But Mm -hmm. um, definitely go check out our Instagram to see pictures from our stories this week. Um, I'm trying to definitely look up those apartments right immediately after we stop recording this because I'm trying to see what those look like. Uh, Yes, I'll I'll send you the link. And I'm manifesting for us that we're going on an apartment tour there because I'm in in search of an apartment um, in um, whatever city you said it was. Columbia, South Carolina. Yep. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, anyways, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But other than that, I don't really have anything else for you guys. What about you, Savannah? Uh, nope. Okay, well then I guess we will see you guys next week. Cue the music.